For those who like to fish the backcountry lakes of the Cascades, this is for you. I'm Brian Jennings for The Source Weekly. Eric Moberly is the assistant district biologist for the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife in Bend. He coordinates stocking the high lakes in central Oregon. We spoke with him about backpacking and fishing the high lakes in the Cascade backcountry. This is SourceCast. Well, Eric, tell me about the stocking of the high lakes in Oregon and what you're doing here in central Oregon in that regard. And where can we go to find fish in the high lakes? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know where you want me to start. I mean, we've been stocking the high lakes since the early 1900s. We stock stock those high lakes every other year uh, via helicopter. Uh, We start from uh, Mount Hood and work our way down to Hoodoo and then to Fall River Hatchery and then Klamath Hatchery. So we have flights out of all four of those places. Plus we actually go to Northeast Oregon and fly out of Enterprise. Um, you know, we, like I said, we do it every, every other year. This is an off year, so we do it in the odd years. So we'll, we'll stock those lakes again in 2017. So how many lakes have you been stocking the high lakes, so to speak? Well, it's varied over time. You know, currently we, we stock over 300 lakes total in the state, you know, about 65 lakes here in the Deschutes district. But it's varied um, from the beginning of those stockings in 1912 to currently here in 2015. So it's, it, it's decreased over time with uh, different inventories that we've done and, and we, we monitor the success of those stockings and, and some of those lakes do not produce fish anymore and so we've removed those from our stocking list but currently we stock about 330 lakes statewide. So I've seen pictures of the early days uh, trekking a horse in and packing fish in and, and stocking lakes that way. <clears throat> you don't do that now, do you? No, so in the early 1900s what what happened is our, our trout were raised at Bonneville Hatchery, and they were trained over to Detroit, Bend, and Oak Ridge, where the horse packers would be there waiting. The fish would be uh, transferred from the rail cars to the horse packers, and the horse packers would go in and stock the lakes. And that was in the early 1900s. Uh, we used fixed-wing aircraft in about 1950s around there. We started using fixed-wing, uh, so we needed uh, an airstrip to fly those out. And if I remember correctly, it was Fall River, Fort Klamath, and there, there may have been a third one. And, and so we, we uh, would fly those fish in fixed wing aircrafts and stock, stock the lakes that way. And in 1980, we moved to the use of helicopters. So it gave us a little more flexibility on where we loaded those fish. And to, to date, like I said, we have five loading spots in the state, then it takes us about a week to stock those uh, 300 plus lakes. So you stocked last year. Will there still be fish in the lakes that you stocked last year? Yeah, yeah, we, we stock them at as fingerlings, so they're yeah. they're pretty small when they go in. And like I said, we stock every other year, and some of those fish could live as much as five six years. So there's there's a new generation of fish that go into those lakes every other year. Um, so you have a variety of age classes in there and it really depends on environmental factors and, and angling pressure and how many people harvest those fish and, and that, that changes every year. Uh, we, we don't have a good idea of how many anglers go up and actually harvest those fish nor do we have a really good idea, idea on a year to year basis 
the survival of those fish. This last year, it was, it was pretty cold. Um, you know, those lakes freeze over, they get a lot of snow built up on them. And if they don't thaw out in time, those fish basically, you know, lose oxygen, enough oxygen to survive and then some of them perish. So it, it depends greatly on environmental conditions. So uh, what's your forecast for this summer in the High Lakes? Well, again, it's tough to, to really forecast that. You know, we had a, a couple really good cold, cold spells this winter, plus uh, a lot of snow early in the year which some of our lakes are still probably frozen and have snow on them. So the deeper they are, the more oxygen they can hold and the fish can go down deeper and, and survive. But more, the more shallow lakes, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a crapshoot, really. Yeah. I, it's yeah. hard to know. And we, most of our districts go in on an annual basis and, and survey a, a, a percentage of the lakes. Obviously, we can't hit them all on an annual basis because there's so many. But, you know, most of the districts around keep a keep a good handle on fish survival in general in our high lakes and can extrapolate that out to to those to the rest of those lakes and to, in the district so it, it's tough to it's tough to figure out but yeah. um you know from from my experience i've been doing this for about 13 years and there's some lakes that tend to hold fish every year and those majority of those are deeper lakes um but you know again we we go in and, and rely on anglers to give us reports plus we go out um, during the week and, you know, for about a week out of the year and, and survey some lakes and try to figure out what the fish, what the fish survival was for the, for that particular year. Early year fishing can be really, um, exciting on the high lakes. If you can get up there, I took a rock one time, just threw it out 10 feet, boom, torpedoed by fish, a rock. Yeah. So they're hungry. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I, when, the, when the lakes thaw out and the fit and the, and the water starts warming up, the fish really get active. And they're, and they're really hungry from, from not eating for, for a few months. And the early season uh, fishing up in the high lakes can be extraordinary if you, if you hit it right. Yeah. yeah. Mostly rainbow and, uh, and uh, brook? Rainbow is a majority of the fish species that we stock nowadays. We do uh, have a variety or a small percentage of lakes that, that we stock brook trout in and cutthroat trout also. So, you know, we, we try to evaluate those lakes and see which fish species do best. And again, it's really hard to evaluate that due to environmental factors. You know, the, the, the fish could have perished the year before, and, and uh, you can't really attribute that to the stock of fish we use, just the environmental conditions. For somebody who hasn't backpacked Central Oregon a lot, uh, or maybe moving into the region here and wants to explore this, uh, where would you point them? <laughs> well, I, it, it just really depends on on what type of experience the, the angler and the hiker is looking for. I mean, we have such a variety of, of lakes at different elevations and in different forests and in different wilderness areas. It'd be really hard for me to just tell, tell people to go. And one of, the, one of the great things about this is it's so diverse that it allows anglers to get a variety of different experiences. And one of the things that fishermen... Well, the fishermen know is you got to find out for yourself. You know, I mean, I can I can give people an idea of where to go and and uh, you know, kind of fit whatever they're looking for into these lakes. But you know, we try to you know we want to promote this as much as we can, but we also want to let the anglers find find out what's going on. That's that's kind of one of the joys and and um, one of the joys of fishing is is figuring it out yourself. But you know, I mean, I, we, we, like I said, we stock over 60 lakes in our district alone, and, and there's a variety of different sceneries and, and, and 
waters that people can fish and access difficulties if you want to get off the trail we do stock some lakes that are not on the trail so that that provides a, a unique experience to, to some anglers and some anglers want to just stay on a trail and, and and fish those lakes so it's a it's a wide variety part of the fun of it is the discovery element of it finding your own fishing hole basically in, in the yeah. high lakes yeah how do you do you stock wilderness lakes at all we do yeah we stock lakes in in the wilderness areas in the cascades and in the national forest too so mm -hmm. there's a like i said there's a wide variety of options for anglers to to find what they're looking for. So they let you uh, fly a helicopter in wilderness areas to stock? <laughs> they do, yeah. Yeah, we have an agreement with the Forest Service yeah. that allows us to do that. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, we do it on a, on a biannual basis. So it's, yeah. it's not much impact, but it's, it's the only way that we can efficiently get those fish up there and provide this unique fishery to the anglers. And it, it works pretty well. We're, we're, we're pretty efficient at it, at it as an agency now. Uh, you know, obviously we want to promote this. Right. There's a lot of people that have lived in the state of Oregon for a long time or just moved there that, that don't know that we do this. Right. We don't, they don't know the, the department stocks these lakes. And, and uh, you know, it's a great opportunity to, to, to go out backpacking and to um, catch a couple fish and, and cook them there right on site. It just adds to that, ex that wilderness experience in my mind. And, uh, you know, we would just really want to promote this and, you know, let people know that, if they have any questions about access or, or which lakes we stocked, we do have the list on the website, but they're more than welcome to call us and, and we can give them what we know about those lakes and, and how you may and how you may attack trying to catch some of them. They're, they're not easy to catch at sometimes. You know, you got to get out there early in the morning and, and in the evenings like any other, uh, you know, fishery. But, you know, it does provide a unique opportunities and there's there's some lakes that produce some some really nice fish and and uh, they're there for the taking. So it really, it's important that people understand and know. Personally, we go out and sometimes we don't see another, another person for, for a few days. And to have that element in this world is, is somewhat refreshing because if you go to the mainstream lakes, you know, you, you're dealing with a lot of anglers, um, a lot of people. Um, this is a chance for people to get out and maybe not see anybody for a couple of days. And, refresh their mind and, and just enjoy the, the natural beauty of this state. Eric Moberly of the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife in Bend. I'm Brian Jennings for The Source Weekly, and you've been listening to SourceCast, also online at bendsource.com.